Hello, hello all. Welcome back to Struggling with the Bums. Uh, we're back with another great episode, and this one will definitely be on the struggling side of life. Um, we'll be talking about college work-life balance, um, and we brought on a guest to discuss that. But before we get there, if you haven't already, please do follow us on whatever platform you're currently listening on, as well as look at our Instagram at the Bums Bu underscore MS. That will be our main social media for now. We may add something else in the future, but right now it's Instagram. And if you haven't already, feel free to check out strugglingbums.com. We'll hopefully be having some new content up by the time this is posted, if not soon after. So, all right, back to the episode. Um, so we brought in Joey, who is a familiar voice. I would say face, but you don't really see his face. Familiar voice on the podcast. He's been on discuss mostly sports, but looking back, you know, with this episode, Bryce and I, while we worked in college, we didn't really work for a wage was a thing. Kind of traditional, non-traditional internship kind of thing. Whereas Joey was one of the few bums and friends that we had that worked primarily for wage. Although towards the end of college, he worked a couple um, internships for his department, which I'm sure he'll talk about later. Um, But he was kind of the one guy that I knew was like, Oh, if he's busy, he's, he might be working. It might be school. It might be something else, you know? So, and that's, that's kind of how a lot of, students get by especially when you're out of state like he and i both were um versus bryce who you got in state right yeah Yeah, so bryce got in state so anyways that's a long-winded way of saying yeah we're gonna talk about how difficult it can be in today's economy and most recent economy to be able to work and try to go to college so joey you want to say hi real quick yeah what's going on bums uh joey back again uh it's been a minute um but we're here talking a little bit more of a as Eddie said, a little bit more of a heartfelt conversation this time than the lighthearted joy of our top five college players um, from the last time I was on, but should be a good one for today anyway. So let's dive in. Yeah. So uh, what jobs did you guys have in college? Um, Joey, you want to start us off with that? Yeah. So um, I worked primarily on campus and one of our dining halls on campus at Oregon. Um, so I worked in uh, LLC, was it South that had the food or was it South? Yeah, it was yeah, either South, the North South. one or the South one. One of them had the food, South. the other one didn't. I worked in the one with the food. Um, and I mean, it, that was just a practical grab and go cafe pre- um, type thing. So um, that was pretty basic. And then as uh, Eddie alluded to earlier, I did have a couple uh, research assistant positions on campus in my uh, in the psychology department. Um, my uh, the end of sophomore year um, through senior year, and I worked uh, two of those my senior year, and I worked one of those uh, throughout my junior year. Um, so quite active um, on campus. Um, my actual like official campus job in the dining hall was paid. Um, and my two research assistant positions were actually voluntary uh, or um, volunteer. They were actually for credit, though. So I did get um, some kind of reward. I don't know if I ended up paying for those credits, though, now that I'm thinking about it, um, which would be quite a public university thing to do. So <laughs> I just thought about that, man. Joey, were you working out of sight of mind? Oh no, freshman year I did not work. Um, looking back on it, I probably should have been working. Um, just again, like as an out of state student, um, it wouldn't have hurt to have that extra sort of income rather than just kind of relying on what I had saved from my gig in the summer back at home. Um, but no, I started working probably like winter term sophomore year. Um, Cause again, I came back after work in the fall after working all summer um, and I had a pretty penny saved up. But um, when you turn 21 in the fall of your sophomore year, that uh, goes downhill pretty quick. Bryce, you want to talk about what you did? Yeah. So I would say my first like gig in real job, I worked as a screen printer for sporting goods stores in my hometown. I worked the summer after my freshman year and that was one of the shittiest things I've ever done. I literally burned my fingertips every day catching hot shirts with paint. And I do all the chemical cleaning. So I like 
I was always sick that summer. That's all I remember. And I was downing like four monsters a day to just cope with life. I did not. I, and here's the shitty part. I made like like $1,600. I worked five days a week from like 7 to 6 p.m. I was making like $7 an hour. Dude, Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. They're looking at me. you guys. These You guys can't see it. But yeah, they're giving me that look. But yeah, I came out of it. I spent all of that my second day in Eugene on paying my rent. I had to buy a bed and I had to buy like like furniture for my dude. I was I cried. I literally was crying in my room because all that money was just gone. I didn't know what I was going to do. And luckily, my mom gave me enough money to literally drink water and eat McDonald's. That's what I was doing before financial aid hit for like. And that was like that for a week, bro. It was rough. I was I was crying a lot uh yeah but yeah so i got a job with the equipment team uh for the for the football team and like eddie alluded to didn't get paid traditionally and this god this sounds even sadder when i say that out loud so i worked basically how i worked for my time at Oregon. i got my first year i got 1500 i want to say maybe even less i don't really remember but i want to say i want to say 1500 per term but the, the shitty part is I never actually saw the money. It just came off the tuition. So say you owe you owe twenty five thousand for in state. Well, now you only owe University of Oregon, you know, twenty four or five hundred. So I never actually got money in that sense. I did get books paid for, and we did go to a bowl game, and I got stipend. But we went to Vegas, and they gave us two hundred dollars. And I'm not trying to sound greedy, but I, I'll, I'll talk a little bit, maybe more about that. In a second, but yeah, I worked. Um, I worked that, and then I left the team. I worked at Coles, which financially, oh my god, don't don't even. I worked there for a very short time, my senior year. Uh, I I don't want to say I got fired. I want to say I got let go because I asked for too many days off, uh, for Christmas. But they the thing was they were like I I told them I was gonna leave the twenty. I left like the twenty second, and I was like, oh, I'll be back um January second. And they were like, no, we need you to work Christmas Day. And I was like, I'm going home. And they were like, if you're not here on Christmas Day, you're, you're getting let go. And I was like, okay. And that was my experience at Kohl's. And it was funny because I did not like working for them because a lot of people flake. So there was times where in our like whole second story, you're supposed to have a person per department. My manager didn't show up a lot. I was the only person and then I got in trouble because like eight pairs of shoes got stolen in my shoe department and I was like I don't know what to tell you because I was running kids clothing for boys and girls kitchen goods bedware and like novelty items I'm sorry eight shoes got stolen but like we didn't even have a manager today so I don't yeah that's what I'll say about my experience I did make okay money it was like I got paid like eleven dollars an hour Nice. And I ended up, I always worked the night shifts because I was busy with school. So yeah, I uh, I was pumping my fist earlier and he wasn't happy because we actually surprised him at, at his work one time because he got bummed of the month and I almost manager, got fired. Dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We almost got this guy evicted and we almost got him fired for um but anyways, uh you know, looking back, I really should have and I actually have encouraged my brother to do what I never did, was just stack up more money over the summer. Um, I would say that I definitely, you know, in no way am I excusing this. I was told and informed, like kind of an agreement with my parents was like, look, as long as you're coaching, you're playing a sport, you're doing whatever, like, we're not going to make you get a job. Basically, you know, we'll take care of everything. So that was kind of the agreement all through high school, other than chores that I had to do, of course. Um, so when I got to college, I think I was just like, all right, well, I came back my freshman year and I just, I just coached that summer. And I held back at Dale South for the entire summer until I went back to school. So I didn't like, so I worked. I didn't get like any pay or anything like that. I just kind of showed up as a volunteer and stuff. Um, and then after that, I mean, I think I was just fortunate that I had most of college paid for. And I ended up having to take a small loan towards the end of things. But a junior year, mid late junior year is when I got the internship with the Oregon football team. And I didn't get any payment. I didn't get any books paid for. I only got some gear and I got a stipend. I got that $250 when we went to the Red Box Bowl. 
<laughs> I'll send pretty with 250 for one month. I think I calculated hey, I out for no 60 hours a uh, week. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, bro. We Joe, you have no idea how excited because originally we were hyped, that bro. nobody nobody was getting the site, and they were like, Oh yeah, we can't afford to give anybody money. And then they call all of us in. You remember saying we were you guys came into like the EQ, they were like, have these just Dude, they had like wads of cash. Yeah, bro. They're like, and they're, they're, just envelopes and they're like, here you go. Here yeah, you bro. Go. But, but here's the thing, too. The players bro, first got like $600, and we're on 250. I'm like crying, dude. I'm like, oh, oh, well, I'll tell you a story how we survived in Vegas. But, but anyway, so yeah, the 250 hit, and I was like, let's go. But for those that know, I think it, during fall camp, uh, I calculated out how like minimum wage at the time was like $11, and uh, we were working about 70 hours a week. So it was like, 80. man, I think you worked a little bit more. I worked like 70-ish hours, I would say. But that would have been a pretty penny if we were getting paid $11 an hour, let me tell you. <laughs> and I never did. But, yeah, I ended up working. And so that was the, the main job I had through college. Um, through part of grad school, though, I was working at uh, alcohol retail store, Total Wine. And I was making, sorry, Bryce, fifteen fifty because California's minimum wage is higher. Yeah, sorry, dude. Um it's like double the federal minimum wage. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's kind of that's kind of our look at work. So diving a little deeper, what did those schedules look like? I know we kind of alluded to it, but um, I'll start this time just to get so like fall camp. Why there's no school going on, right? Every day it was wake up at five thirty for me. I think he woke up. Bryce woke up earlier, but five thirty ish, six a.m. I was there at the office from like 6.30 till 9, I think. I never went home. I worked almost that entire time except for like between like I would say 2.30 and like 4 is was my break essentially where there really wasn't much going on. We all just hang out. So maybe I wouldn't say we worked during that time. So every day was what, like 6, 7, 8 plus 5 to 9, 4. We can like. 12 hours a day, 13, 14, maybe. So yeah, that was nice. Um, and then during the actual school itself, I was up still at 5 6 a.m. working till one classes and then back to meetings for like an hour, two hours. Um, so I was still working like six to eight hours during school. Um, so I was getting in 40 hour work weeks, actually plus because of game days and Sunday practice. So yeah. And then off season was less but still working during school. So that was the mind schedule. And then like at, at Total Wine, like I work Thursday to Sunday, eight hour, eight and a half hours, like kind of a basic, your, your job. So what about you, Joey? Yeah. Um, man, my schedule was kind of all over the place. Um, it kind of depended on everything depending on my uh, school schedule. So since I worked with everything through the school, um, they took my school schedule directly into account whenever they made my schedule. And with working an on-campus job, you weren't allowed to work more than 25 hours a week, um, which I personally hate it um, because over the summer, I'd be working 40 hours a week. Like, that's just what I'm used to, right? And then to come in and they're like, oh, like you can only work 25 hours. I'm like, what <laughs> like I can work that in like two days? Are you give me the give me the document where I sign and say <laughs> give me more hours. Give me four hours, right? Um, I think I was making twelve fifty or thirteen, um, and that was actually coming to me. It wasn't being taken off tuition. Um, part of me wishes it was coming off tuition rather than um coming into my pocket. I wish I could like split it fifty fifty. Um, but I mean. Either way, like it was coming to me, I could have split it 50-50. I just didn't think about it. Um, but for me, I front-loaded my days with classes. Uh, no, actually, that's a lie. Um, I front-loaded my days with work. Um, so I would get up at probably 6, start work at 6.30, um, and then work until about 11 or 12. Um, I would have uh, a class. In between, so I'd have like a class from like one to two forty-five, and then I would have um, 
my labs. So I would go and do my research work. Um, and then it would typically be to the library for me. Like after, uh, after research, it was like, I'm going to the library if it was a weekday, because I took my studies pretty seriously. Um, some would say a little too seriously, but you know, we all want what we want out of college. And for those that don't know, um, he was our uh, scholarship chair for our fraternity. <laughs> so he was very much in charge of making sure people got studying. Hey, and we had great grades while I was there. Absolutely. Even me. That. Even me. Um, but I would say I'd probably spend somewhere between like 30 to 40, 50 hours a week in the library. Um, and it's just, that's where I worked the best. Like I didn't work very well at home. I didn't work very well anywhere else on campus. Like when I got to the library, it was like study time. Like I knew it, it was engraved in my brain. So it was go time. Um, but yeah, I mean, my schedules were usually pretty busy. Um, and I think that's one thing that like frustrated me was it was like, like I would always see in the bums chat, like, oh, yo, we're going up at the bunker. And I'm like, damn it, I gotta go, gotta go do my research or like, Hey, we're going, we're going up over at Jack and Sarah's. And I'm like, I got a test tomorrow. Like, <laughs> um, so I think my schedule sometimes was a little too hectic for like social life, but, um, I definitely got my social lifetime in there as well. Um, made sure not to fully neglect it. Um, but Bryce, your, uh, your schedule was pretty similar to Eddie's, wasn't it? Uh, I would actually say mine, maybe a little more. His is more. Just, and, and definitely more – yeah, more intense would be probably the best word. Yeah. yeah. I would go ahead and say during season, easily 80-hour weeks, may, probably more, to be honest, especially for bowl games. I'd say maybe even pushing 100, depending on – especially from bowl prep. Oh, yeah, easily. Uh, and then off-season, 40 hours, which felt like a fucking vacation after doing 80 hours in and out. But, but it's really – it really fluctuated a lot. I mean – Perfect example, we played Cal at, like, I remember we played Cal my my uh, first year on the team, which would have been 17, and I can't remember if we, I think we won that game, but the game didn't end until, like, midnight. We didn't get home. Me and uh, Jared didn't get home. Didn't get home till what, 4, 4.30? And then we had to report, I don't know, 10, 9 in the morning. I mean – that was like the turnaround that just killed me for like game. I hate Pac-12 at night games. Absolutely worst thing ever. I remember we played Portland State. The game was at 11 a.m. We got there at 3.50. Dude, yeah. Uh, when we played uh, the spring game, Joey, the with Willie Taggart's first season, me and Jerry were at 3 a.m. I didn't even <laughs> go to sleep. I just didn't go to sleep. I, I didn't really see the point. I mean – and when I say we have to be there at 3 a.m., which means you're setting your alarm for, like, 2.30, so then yeah. you can get <laughs> so there. You so, you know what I mean? But I'd say fall camp, yeah, Eddie's pretty spot on. And it's, like, I think most of the times I set my alarm for, like, 4.30, report at 5, do a project, set up practice. And I think we left typically left around 8, maybe maybe later. It really just depended on how our boss was feeling. Dude, I remember one time I had a test, bro and this is during season and we didn't get off till like one in the morning just because our, like, he didn't care. He was like, you're getting this done, bro. It was almost a brawl for that one. Like, you, you know, exactly who too was trying to throw hands, you know, somewhat anger issues. Uh, um, but yeah, I'd say during, during school, um, probably I'd say the early, so I'd just say like 5am, get there at 5am, sometimes 4am and work till like one and then you have the rest of the day off uh but then my second year i had a class that kind of came into practice so i got extra fucked and uh i got to leave at 12 but because i missed that one hour i had to come back and do laundry by myself so i would go to class till like five o'clock get to the facilities and work from five to typically eight o'clock by myself and Sometimes it pushed later. I was able to stop it at eight because then I had tutoring for two hours. So, I mean, most nights probably leave at like three something and get back at 10 p.m. Yeah, that was like. Our no, schedules and were then, wild, dude. Those like, the days, we were days, We were able bro. to wake up at like five or six. I don't know how we did it, dude. Until yeah. like two or three and just be 
fully rested for the next day. We were zombies by the end of the term. (laughs) Yeah, and then when I worked at Kohl's, I kind of got lucky in that they wanted they wanted people to work like the night shifts, which I say night shift basically closed. They we closed at midnight, which I thought was stupid because no one ever came in except like one person. But yeah, uh, I would work typically from like six to twelve. Nothing too crazy. I did do a couple of day shifts on game days. I missed the LSU Alabama game completely. Uh, broke my heart. And then when we played Oregon State, dude, I was wearing I got to wear an Oregon shirt. And all these fucking Beaver fans came in there and like cussed me out. And these these kids threw some shit at me. I was like, I'll lose this fucking job, man. Like I don't give up. Like they were being really pushing my buttons. I could, yeah. I will say retail is honestly like the worst job I've ever had. I work at a Dick's Sporting Goods right now through uh, my grad school. Like I I can't sometimes like the bro. management of retail is so oblivious to Sus- so much suspect bro and I, yeah like i i literally can't i'm in the process of looking for new jobs but yeah stay I, out of retail if you're listening yeah. um like just do yourself a favor go to the food industry instead like you'll make more money and you'll deal with less assholes but well, in the yeah, alcohol bro, industry you, you'll, you'll be, it'll be a little bit you better you have to do what, what they call it recall where you have to go find all random shit people have left stuff and put it in the proper place dude i hated that because i didn't know i was brand new and they were like dude, oh you can't find it like, it sucks because i'm a customer service specialist so like i'm oh, no. a front end person and when we're like oh we have to do like go bags or like we're doing like recovery it's just like I and it's like I don't know where any of this goes and they're like Joey go put all this stuff back and I'm like uh all right I'm gonna be gone for the next like three hours while I wander the store looking for where this stuff goes yeah dude yeah. I got I got verbally chewed out once because I had to go do recovery for the women's laundry section I don't know this shit I put everything in the wrong place the manager the one time she does show she comes to just choose my ass she's like are you stupid? Like, how do you not know where all this goes? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I've never trained on this. I'm a shoe person. I was trained <laughs> yeah. in shoes. It's not my fault. No one else showed up today. I'm the only <laughs> employee. That sh- I think out of the, I worked there from like October to December. And I think at least 10 times, I was the only person on the second floor <laughs> besides customer service. I will yeah. say it's, so I have two, two things. One, something I definitely noticed even in like when I was working at Total Wine, Total Wine especially, I would say, I, I think working at Oregon is a little different, but like the amount of times that I was just like so used to just, if someone needed something, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm just gonna go fucking do it. Like I, I'm on call. Like, what, what do you want me to do? I have to go do it. I, yes, I did call it a couple of times where I like wasn't doing too hot. And there was a couple of days where I was like, oh, like give me an hour and I'll be, I'll feel better and stuff. But like, Dude, I don't know. You just kind of do the fucking job, like, period. I, there's, but there's people that don't. It's kind of kind of crazy, uh, the people that you meet. But my other thing, just to come back to work in college and stuff, is did we have a lot of friends at work? Because, like, I'm thinking about the bums, and I really didn't feel like a lot of them worked work. Now, during summer, I know some of them did, absolutely. But, like, during the school year itself, I can't really think of a lot of people that were working. Can- um. <clears throat> You know, I mean, we knew people. Uh, I'm, gonna say, I'm only going to say EQ. names that have been on the podcast. Right, right, right. Uh, I know Ryan, obviously Cooper and the EQ squad, obviously. Uh, Jared, Jose, you know, we were, at one point we were all on staff. Uh, obviously you, Joey. I think, wasn't it J and S? Were, weren't they working jobs? No. What the? Oh my gosh. Man, what were they yeah, doing? Yeah, all yeah, 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 yeah. Jay was. He was a ref. That's why we met. That's oh, how we yeah. met him. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. He's no, making no. money. He was making money. Cat. Okay, whatever. That's Cap for me. All right. But did he work after that? Because he wasn't our ref the whole time we knew him. Uh, yeah. I don't know, dude. I really don't know. We'd, we'd have to ask him. But I think uh, yeah. some of the, our other friends that were in, like, some of them work for like the TV group at um, UO, oh, like yeah, stuff like, like that. Ducks so, TV. Yeah, Ducks yeah. TV, things like that. I think so, everybody yeah. was pretty, I think everybody was like pretty involved on right. campus. I don't know if like, because like to, to be to be for real like i don't know if i would consider like my lab 
times as like a job, you know, right. like, cause but it's work. that's like, I would consider it like extracurricular, right? Like yeah. it's helping me progress like my like research career, right? Like, um, it, uh, I mean, I guess. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jake. No, 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 you're good. I don't really know where I was going with that. Did Chad have a job? Because if he did, I don't remember. So, if he... No. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> what about uh, our Why are you even uh, asking that question? You know exactly Dude, that. What, what about uh, SAC? Or, uh, yeah, I, I'm not counting ROTC, bro. That's bullshit. Yeah, he had a couple of jobs. Okay, wow, I never, yeah, how so much I know. Job, oh, job, he, job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, man, was, uh, my man was slain. What about work. our favorite police officer, Eddie? No, <laughs> just no. the summer. Yeah. I worked like, so like... hard, I worked harder than all of you. What's your job? <laughs> goes upstairs <laughs> um but i was looking because we did have a question on here about do most students work so i did look that up according to a, our government about 40 percent, 43 percent, and this was from 2018 so it was a little bit older right it might have changed 43 percent of full-time undergrad students were employed um which actually funny enough was lower than in 2000 when it was at 53 percent but see in, in 2018 though i think about like who we knew and i would say roughly about like 40 it worked right i yeah. would say like roughly 43 percent because like you think of like all of the jobs that there were on campus like all of just like the minute little jobs right like the people work in the rec center like you know um yeah we do trainers yeah yeah and like we're trainers yeah just kind of stuff like that and i mean um the intramural reps like there's just so many like sports small boys? amount of the small amount of hour jobs here and there like right. on campus that you know like i could easily see 43 percent for sure yeah absolutely and then uh 81 of part-time students were employed which i mean that makes that sense like makes, right because yeah. you know if you're part-time you're probably working or something you know what else do you do <laughs> yeah exactly what but that was again lower than 2000 which is i think kind of interesting to see that it's lower but funny enough, it's still more than 2010 in like the middle years. So I don't know what. Yeah, on. I don't know what the data is trying to imply there, but that's what I'm seeing right now. And it's the same across this other statista. That's another um, that reported the U.S. Department of Education. They're all doing the yep. same data. But one thing I do want to mention before Bryce, you mentioned, and this is something I want to come back to probably at the later half is working for pay was more common among undergrads from underserved groups so i.e people of color or other different groups that had to work for money more often than not the reason i bring that up not to bring necessarily like race and all that stuff in but basically how disadvantaged certain groups were when it comes to internships you know i was really fortunate that i i could have school and life paid for so that i could work and not get paid and get ahead in college for coaching whereas i know a lot of people that were probably couldn't get that i knew people that i worked with there that were like Oh, where is he today? Oh, he had to go work his part-time job. I'm like, bro, this man's working part-time, part-time student, and he's putting in the hour. They're like, I couldn't do me. That's just crazy. But yeah, go ahead, Bryce. Yeah, one thing I, I'd be curious to see if there's a correlation between obviously with the increase in tuition, if it's now more more than ever, I would say people that already come from money are the ones that are now only able to afford college. Like, honestly, dude, if I wanted to go to Oregon and I, even with what they're caught, what they're charging for in-state now, I don't know if I could have sw swung it now looking at it. Like, I mean, I see what you're saying. And it's almost just like that, like college isn't becoming like a necessity anymore. It's becoming a luxury. You know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. when we were like going through our primary school and like our secondary school, it was all, Hey, go to college, go to college, go to college. Like we need, people with degrees in the workforce you guys are the next heavy workforce we need you guys to have degrees and now it's like okay well we're, we're all in student debt and it's like by the time we have that paid off am i going to be able to save enough for my kids to then be able to go to college you know? and, and here's the other thing too that i think a lot of people miss and i, I will probably bring it back to the actual struggle well that is a struggle in and of itself is two things one there's also a lot of trade jobs that are on the low end because we've been told that they are as good as or as valid as going to college to get a degree, which is something to definitely change because, dude, like 
being an electrician, being a janitor, like doing any of those jobs is a skill. I, if you watch some of those people work, like fuck, dude. I'm like, yeah, this is Especially a skill labor. Electricians or plumbers, yeah, like, man, that's skilled ass labor. And the second thing, a, go, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I had a buddy from high school who, um, like started college and then was like i hate this dropped out went to and uh studied under like a uh, licensed plumber then took his test became a licensed plumber and is making like six figures now and i'm just like exactly Exactly. (laughs) and part of what bryce was saying is so my tuition at the time my freshman year when I was on campus for the dorms, I think it was like 50K, 52, 53, somewhere around there, right? Um, for students currently, if you're out of state and you want to stay on campus, it's like 61K now. So that's a lot more money now than, than when I was there. And then year to year when I was not living on campus, just for tuition, all that stuff was like 30-ish, 30,000, 35,000. Um, so yeah, price has gone up quite a bit. Bryce? Couple couple points. Uh for me, it was 25K when I started at U of O, and I was getting in-state, and when I left, it was 31K, and that was really tough for me my senior year financially to swing that because it was just much more money, 6K. That was just money I really didn't have even, you know. And then my other point, you know, I have a friend that you guys know. He uh, didn't go to U of O, or he went, and went to PCC, which is the community college up in Portland, started working at bars, basically worked his way through the pipeline. He started as a server to being a bartender, and now he's a manager of one of the biggest bars in Portland. And he's making big boy money. He just bought himself a house, actually. And it's like, here I am, probably 100K in the hole with not near as much work experience as him, trying to really get a managerial position out of college. It's like, who who's the real smart one in this situation? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it has me thinking sometimes. And then one other thing I was going to say, you know, with friends and working stuff, uh, Joey, I don't know if you've noticed, because I try to keep up. I'm working on not being this way, but like I'm uh, with prejudice against people with money. And so one of the ways I knew I really liked you was w- when you started working. Like that's, that's what I noticed. Like sophomore year, like I didn't have a job, but I was volunteering on staff. And that's what I noticed Jose was grinding or okay. So his name. That's what I noticed. Like a lot of people in the friend group were either working jobs or like doing something. And then certain people weren't. And I was like, what's, what's the deal here, man? Like what? I don't you have to work like the rest of us. This is bullshit. No, I definitely agree with that Bryce. Like I've, I've thought about that as well. Like there were times where I was sitting in the research lab, like looking at this sunny Friday afternoon that it was knowing everybody was out playing die. And I'm like, Oh, well, at least I know that like this other person is working too, you know? And it's like, I would literally get out of lab and just like grab my backpack and literally like sprint to where you guys were though. But like, um, even if I were to even like hit the lottery, right? Like if I were to just suddenly become like walk into money, I would still instill, like, I would still instill a good work ethic into my kids, right? Like, look, like, yes, you come from money, but, like, you are still going to work. Like, sure, everything will be covered, but if you want to have fun, like, you're going to work for that, right? Like, and that's kind of how I would be, like, I know we're kind of getting a little off of um, subject, but Oh, but I think there's something to being able to work the struggle, basically. Like, I'm not saying that everyone should have to deal with what Bryce dealt with, right? I'm not, trust me, I don't think anyone should deal with the bullshit he had to deal with, right? But at least work 20, 30 hours, right? Go to school, whatever the case is, work in trade school, like whatever it is. Just work enough to let your, like, if you come from money, just work enough to allow yourself to have fun and don't just be like, pampered air quotes your entire life you know what I mean like don't have that golden spoon in your mouth your entire life like understand what it's like for these people who are struggling and are are working 40 50 60 hours a week and barely getting by right and I mean that's very legit in like today's world even outside of like working in college it's like you see people out here working three four jobs and like still not meeting ends meet and it's just like it's insane. And so I just, I think working can kind of humble people sometimes. So I would, that's kind of what I'm saying of like, 
my kids would work even if I suddenly came into money. It's like you guys are still working 15 to 20 hours a week. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right about the humbling part because, man, I thought it was crazy. Like, it seemed like once I was like in my sophomore, junior year, and I've been work, been on staff and like been working, I would show up at like the like on campus dining. And I would see like freshmen or even some like younger people treating like other student employees like horribly. And I was like, what in the world is wrong with you? Like, get this. Someone slapped the shit out of this person. This is awful. I was curious, Joey, you did work in the service industry on campus. Did you ever experience any, anybody treating you like shit or anything like that? Because, dude, I'd walk by some tables and I'd see people just leave their shit. And I, I almost was just like, took you out but i'll go to jail so i'm not gonna do it but like i mean in the service industry like because i've worked at both in college and out of college like you have to understand that like people come to you to be waited on right and like people aren't probably gonna pick up their dishes and like they're gonna leave it messy right and like that's something you have to kind of expect from the service industry um, I'm not saying that gives people a right to just be like blunt assholes to other people. Um, but I mean, I honestly personally never dealt with um, any like rude students or anything like that. Um, I mean, when I worked in the dining hall, I always had like a lighthearted jive to me anyways. And if it was busy, I'm like that person sitting there like cracking jokes while they're making your sandwich or something like that, um, just to kind of keep it lighthearted. But a lot of the time, people would come in with a group of a group of friends especially to the dining hall that I worked in put their order in and then just like go wait as a group somewhere else until their order got ready um and so it wasn't like a whole lot of interaction with like the food prep um part of it more so like you come in you place your order and then you go chat with your friends until you hear your name called yeah so we've definitely set the stage for this question. I'm really kind of mashing up the second half of what we got here. So what I want to, what I want to get into next is this, how did we balance it all? Because looking back, dude, I really am unsure. And obviously this is the main question of this episode, but I, I felt like we really needed to set the stage of like all the stuff, our thoughts on it, things like that to really be able to talk about it. And I really want to spend the next like 15 minutes, 10, 10, 15 minutes talking about it. So and, and one question, one thing to start off with, we have a question on here that I know Bryce wrote and it said, did your job ever ask you to compromise your school? <laughs> I was never asked, but there were moments where I knew that I had to compromise my school, unfortunately, for the job. <laughs> it is why I dropped one of my classes in the spring term because I, I was just like, I couldn't get to class. I had to work. Oh, so no. yeah, that's the shit that you had to go through. But anyways, how did you guys, how did you guys balance it? Joey, you want to start us off? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as I said earlier, like I worked on campus. So, um, anytime we had a term change or like a class change, all we had to do was like fill out this little form and put it on our manager's desk and our schedule would poof be fixed. Um, because they were like, we understand that you guys are students first. So we're going to work you around your schedule. Like, obviously they were like, please allow please only block out the times that you have class because obviously everybody has classes at different times scheduling can be hard with that many people um but they did a really good job to be honest they kept it consistent um with me i think i was working like monday tuesday thursday friday mornings um again from like 5 30 6 o'clock to like noon 12 30 um and it was like very very consistent um and so I knew that that was my morning right like that helped me wake up that helped me get my day started um then I went to class you know I was already awake I was alert um ready to go a two-hour class was super easy um and then kind of by the end of the day I was like tired of being on campus because I had been on campus for eight or nine hours at that point and I was just like man I could use like a 40-minute nap that would be stellar and then I would like just go and do research uh, one of my labs um, for somewhere between two to four hours, depending on like the workload that I had. Um, and then I had a, I had a girlfriend during the time as well, who was, I, we were in a committed relationship at that time. Um, and so like I had to balance 
her plus the bums because uh, she wasn't always super social. Um, and so there were times where like, I had to either pick like going home and hanging out with her, or, like going over and hanging out with the bums. Um, and so that was like another aspect that I was like trying to balance as well. Um, kind of like a dual identity um, in my social life there. Um, but I mean, I just kind of knew that like the bums and like my social life started after like 6 p.m., 6, 7 p.m. And like, I knew that I would have five to six hours to like either hang out with the bums, hang out with the girl or like go do something that I wanted to do. Uh, and I knew that essentially like six to five or six, those first like 12 hours of my day were um, responsibilities that I had. And I, I mean, like, after those responsibilities if I had to go to the library to study like that was priority number one and then hanging out in social life but I mean like I kind of just had a very structured organized schedule um that's just the way my brain works I can't work with chaos um and so I had it all structured out I had my gaps filled in like I was that psycho that had like one 10 minute break in between each event and like running across campus and you know, just all over the place every day. And, um, but it kept me busy and it, you know, I was successful through school. And so, I mean, I made it work, but, you know, sometimes there have to be sacrifices and those sacrifices happen to come on typically Wednesday nights, um, Friday afternoons and, uh, like Sunday midday typically for work. And so it was just like, eh, you kind of give and take, but there were still a lot of really good times in there. So I was gonna say, don't worry. There's only one person that really cared about Wednesday nights, and that was it. And he wasn't working, bro. <laughs> oh man. Wednesday Wednesday nights were my big nights in the library because I didn't I didn't have research on Wednesday. So it was like work, class, and then like after like 2 p.m. I was free. And so I would go to the library from like two to seven, two to nine, like just a massive cram session or just study session. And every night, every Wednesday, hey, are we going to dollars tonight? And I'm like, nah, man, I'm in the library. Like, where do you think I am? Uh, I'd come buy dollars with my backpack after every now and then. Yeah, I remember you waved. I think it was a couple times, yeah, that I see you wave in or whatever. I was like, we'd be sitting down in one day where you could, like, look in from outside and be like, oh, there yeah. he is. He's got his backpack on. He's walking around with a couple beers. Yeah. Oh, man, those are the days uh Bryce you wanna you wanna take it from there my guy man where do I start I'll tell a couple stories not about me I knew a guy that was pre-med and he was on staff with me and long story short he didn't show up to his final because they asked him to work and he look he's a smart guy but he I think he just made a very dumb choice a little lo too much loyal for my liking and he didn't show up and fell the fuck <laughs> <laughs> bro it, dude uh he fell the class and then he ended up retaking it and he passed it the second time but he couldn't he couldn't get into pre-med let's just say that with the grades he had um i knew a guy that he he got like basically he almost got fired because he had a test at noon and our boss told him he could leave at 10 o'clock next thing we know it's 11 35 yeah, his car, he got a fat ticket because he parked he parked in a no parking zone to make it to the the where his class he could take this test. And he almost got fired. He came back too after he took the test. And then we ever do that again, like you're done. You're done. Um for me, I think a perfect example that epitomizes it is I was competing for a promotion within my job and they were like, look, you need to be here at these specific times. And I was like, look, I have class. And they were like, if you want this job, you better be here. Luckily, I explained it to my teacher, and she was so cool about it. She let me skip a whole week and, get, and emailed me the notes. Like, she was a goat for this. And I still didn't get the job after the week, which was, oh, my God. It was part of the reason I quit. It was honestly like, I literally skipped school. For a week and for people that aren't in college that listen to this skipping a week in college bro that's like a death sentence i don't know how 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. The caveat, caveat. It's a death sentence in a quarter system. In a semester, it, it, it's a little yeah. less of a death sentence. It's more like a you're, you're going to jail sentence. You know what I mean? And it's more of a death sentence in undergrad because if you skip yeah. a week in grad school, it's okay. Like you're fine. But yeah, yeah, I actually agree with you on that, Jerry. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. you skip Dude. a week. Yeah, you're bro. screwed. You skip. You skip like week seven or something like that. You're dead, bro. You're dead. Oh, you're done. Don't. Especially. And you don't have someone to take notes. Yeah, like, Eddie, I wholeheartedly agree that on a quarter system, you're just royally screwed. You're, yeah, you're screwed. You, you, got, you, you, got, you got basically you're, nine weeks. You're missing 10% of the course. Yeah. You're literally missing 10% of the course. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But yeah, that just to give an example. So I actually that, probably I mean, less than that because you have a midterm and a final in there. So you're really well, – But that's what I'm saying. Like, like, you only have nine weeks of school, really, nine weeks. And then it's one week – of yeah, potentially finals. added school or if it's studying and then it's finals so like really you miss one week you're, you're skipping like a ninth of your class essentially yeah. uh i think there's a there's an epic snapchat video of me uh in science a biology class i think biology like bones or something like that and there was a guy on the football team filming me bro in this video i have a full dr pepper like i was <laughs> chugging sugar to stay awake and you just see me taking notes and then I just pass out, and you see my pencil go. I'll, I'll send you the video, Joey, after this. And you just see my pencil go across, and this dude like a fallen soldier, bro. I was just, I think the exhaustion. I mean, I was sleeping in class, and it, it, was, it was a detriment. But I've got tons of stories that I can't tell on camera. Um, stuff that would blow your mind, Joey. Like you wouldn't even believe me if I told you some of this stuff that people were doing, like. Yeah, that's why I, I didn't. I didn't have it as bad. I I always respected EQ, hundred percent. Because of Bryce's stories, I made sure to always help him out, which I'm sure people have heard when we discussed it. Until I was banned from helping him. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, one last story I want to tell. You. I almost fought a teacher. All right, I shouldn't say almost, but I got pretty close. The closest I've ever been in my life. I got off at work, mid work. Um, it was like the end of winter when we had. Were you there already when for spring where we had like practices were i don't know it was really weird but long story short i would get off at like 9 30 it had to be a class at 10 and i was coming from austin i mean dude i don't know how i never got a ticket honestly because i was pushing like 60 at some point strolling through the bridge dude yeah and of course there's traffic it's like why, why the fuck is there 9 30 in the morning trying to do i'm like calling ass and my teacher he would lock girlinger hall he would lock the doors at 10 o'clock on the dot and I remember so many times I would knock on the door and the first time he was like, don't let this be another, don't let this ever happen again. And then uh, I was like, dude, I work. Like, it's not like I'm dicking around. I tried to explain to him. I showed him my work schedule. I even had a note. He's like, I don't care. And so it got so bad that like, I would just knock on the door sometimes until he would open. He's like, you're disrupting the class. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to get in here. And the saving grace was, you know who I'm talking about, Eminem. Uh, just think initials. He was in the class too, and he would just open the door and basically tell this teacher "fuck off" and like open the door for me. It was the only saving grace I had. Like it was, that was such a hard term, and that teacher was so tough on me. Very, very tough. <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say. Um, for me, dude, I didn't. I just settled into a routine. I would say the hardest part was the beginning when I had to adjust my sleep schedule when I first got the internship. But like once I got a routine, I wasn't as maniac as as Joey and as a certain other person in our fraternity. Um, I'll say Natty Light. You know, I'll tell you after you yeah. don't know who I'm talking about. He scheduled everything to a. T I saw his schedule one time. I was like, holy shit! But I was not that in depth. I was just routine based. So it's like I know every night going to bed at like 10 30, 11, trying to at least right. Most likely going to sleep at midnight. Waking up in six hours. Get up, quick shower, go to work, like quick snack, go to work there, come back, classes, study, go to go, go to meeting, come back, study, do whatever, right? Like that's kind of what I, I fell into as a routine. And I think truly a saving grace for me was just having as many friends as I did. And like the people, especially when I was working there, like Bryce was there. Um, for those that haven't listened to our episode with Sandval um he was talked about his experience he's an athletic trainer and our other good friend was there jared's been on here as well so like all of us and even cooper who you've also heard from as well we were all there at one point and staff so like the people made it 
manageable. If I didn't have them, bro, I would have gotten insane, 100%. And, and I think that was one of the biggest things. Like, there were definitely a lot of times where, especially junior year, I remember um, when we had Joey. Joey and I had developmental psychology together. And oh, I'd be like, I'd be like, yo, save me a seat. I'm good. I'm incoming. Like, I'm coming for practice. <laughs> And I'd show up, dude, and I would be, like, in sweats. And it starts to get warm, and I'm like, yeah, I got to go home after this to change. But it's, like, it was, like, 40 degrees in the morning, and I'm working because I'm up at, like, 6 a.m. I, I come to class. It's hot. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, taking notes, and I'm half asleep. That's when and I started to class love. was so boring, though. It kind of was, dude. Even though she was a great teacher, she was a fantastic teacher. But it was – I loved love Dr. Mills, but – yeah, it's just not development. It was the first time she had taught developmental psych. I was I worked in her lab, so I feel I'm, I feel okay saying this. Yeah, but oh my god, that class and those lectures—they just dragged. Yeah, it was an hour and fifty-minute lecture, and my girl, my ex-girlfriend was in it. You were in it, and I was in it, and I was just like, oh my god. I think we're just, the only people too that like talk. We talked the most. Us and like one other table were the only people that answered questions as well. Right in front. Right in front. Dude, dude. We would be sitting there talking and Dr. Mills would just be like, and we'd be like listening. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. But that's where I yeah. that's why I started getting addicted to dark chocolate almonds because like that was the only thing that kept me awake. I was just like E1 every few minutes just to stay awake. Yeah. Me, me and Jerry took an art class uh, our junior year right, and we would come right from spring practice, bro. Dude, we got clouded on because we only had so much time. Like, we commuted. So we would speed over the bridge, park, jog to, uh, I don't know, it was on campus. I can't remember where. But we were we got clowned on because we were wearing the same shoes, the same socks. We were really uniform. <laughs> Dude, we had, like, I had, like, a blood stain on one of my shirts from someone bled on me in one practice. And I couldn't get it out. And then I had, like, dirt on my face, bro. Because, like, and you know what I'm talking about? Like, if a football goes in those trees – Guess who has to go get it, dude? Jerry, dude, we came to class one time. Jerry had jumped and not jumped, but he got caught by a thorn bush really badly trying to get a football. And he had like sliced his thigh open, not like super bad, but enough that it was like kind of running down his leg. And, and like we're sitting in this class, and this kid looks at him, he's like, Are you okay? And he's just, and Jerry's like, Wait, what? And he didn't even realize. And this kid was like, Dude, your leg is like kind of covered in some blood. He looks down, he's just like, fuck. <laughs> bro, this was like every day we were in this class, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how we I don't know how we manage. I think too, like like I said, the routine during the season, like Mondays were my sa- were a big saving grace, dude. And Sundays, because it's like you knew you had the mornings off at least, like you could sleep in, do whatever, right? <clears throat> but one thing I did do on my own Wednesdays during the season was I had to turn in film for the next opponent for next week, not this opponent next week. So what I would do Wednesday night, and this is why, like, I actually missed saw my ex as well. I, I actually kind of missed out on some events on Wednesdays because I'd be like, oh, yeah, Wednesday night, it's practice, class, meetings, and then we had co-ed football at that time on Wednesday. So I was like, all right, play co-ed football, rush to there, play, and then as soon as I'm done – go back, get a meal, and then go back to work and fill in my stuff that I have to and maybe even do some homework while I'm there. Honestly, working at HCC, there's a great place to do homework without a doubt. But, um, yeah, and then come home. Like, that was just the routine, man. You just get used to it. And Saturdays were usually, if it was a home game, I'm not seeing anyone until that night. If we lose, it's a not a great night. We're all drinking together. If we win, it's a great night. We're drinking together. If it was an away game, I wasn't taken. So I got to just hang out with everyone and watch the game. But really settled into routine. So, I think it's something that one of our other interviews with Kyle, he talked a lot about having a routine really like a, having a structure is good. You know, as much as we're sitting here going, man, how did we do it? We had a routine. You know, we got we got used to it. Every day we knew what to expect for the most part. Now, the, the events in there, obviously, we didn't know what would happen, but we knew that we had to get up at this time. We had to do this and this and this. And you just kind of stick with it. And you just kind of you just fucking do it, basically. So, Bryce, yeah. you want to say something? I want to tell a bum moment. This is one right, story right, hit that it, hit it. I think we've talked about this a lot, Eddie, because I don't think you ever knew the full picture until I explained it. So, as I've explained my schedule, I obviously was not around a, a lot whenever in that 2017-18. Like, it was kind of rare whenever I came around. You know exactly what I'm talking about, Joey, because uh, – <laughs> I mean, every and like it was very frustrating for, because there were certain people in the group that were like, 
oh, so you're not my friend anymore? And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, I haven't seen you in two months. And you haven't tried to talk to me in two months. It was like, bro, I'm working 80 hours weeks. Do you think I have time? I'm not even talking to my own mom. Like, I'm, just, <laughs> literally. I'm literally going to class, sleeping, and trying to survive. Plus, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. Like, you think I, you know, so there's a lot of situations like that. But there was one in particular where I have, this is probably the most vicious verbal argument I've ever gotten to with a female. So it was Eddie's birthday. And this is like, I finally like found time in my day to show up. I didn't even, I couldn't even go to the bar because I'd be up at like four. Hold on, surprise party. This wasn't surprise party. Planned. Surprise party. And I, and, not, and planned I, not planned by me. Not planned by your and birthday. I got, so. Yeah. Okay. But I only got the text from one, from Chad. He, he, he texted me out of the blue. He's like, Hey, you and, you and Jerry should come like, and this is the time. I'm like, all right. So we park, we show up, we come through the back door and we come in. And this, I want to name drop her, but I won't. We'll call her HC. She's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm like, who are you? And she was like, this is a private party. I don't know who you are, but you need to leave. And I'm like, bro, I'm like one of Eddie's best friends. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, I've never seen you before. And I've never seen you around anybody uh, and she's like i've been friends with you guys since freshman year i was like who are you like and we're in this and we're at this point we're like yelling at each other and then ched finally comes down and he vouches for me he's like yeah this is this is bryce and jared like they're they're friends yeah bro and yeah it was just it was a moment dude i was furious i was like don't you ever ask who the look joey you know better than anybody when the group really, when the bums really came together, it was like you, me, Eddie, and Sack sitting at, uh, you know, uh, LLC Barnhart, getting, or, uh, Barnhart, yeah, K Bucks, like or Hamilton or something. It was one of the bigger know. ones because it was after yeah. football. Yeah, but it's like you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was like just like OG five people and you know some others, but it was like I was furious. I was like, look, I realize I work a lot, but like. <laughs> I'm here, and, and I was just so mad. I was so. I appreciate mad. you sticking through because that was a great night. That was a yeah, great. Night. Was. I had to go to bed early to too, to... dude, because we had to be up. So I was like, I had to go to bed at like ten thirty. No, this like, was before you were on staff, dude. This no, no, I was there. You weren't there in seventeen. My junior year was a surprise. Willie party. Taggart. Yeah, it was, no. Junior was year was eighteen. Year, junior year was eighteen, buddy. I didn't have it a surprise party sophomore year. Eddie, I will send you the picture then. Uh, the photo evidence that was in 2017. Tra- 17 would have been at Franklin, though, bro. Yeah, it wouldn't be. No, you're Walker. thinking 16. 15, 15 was our freshman year. No, fi- I, I turned yeah, 15 19 was in 2016. Year. No, 15 to 16 freshman year. So 16 to fine. The end of 17. But you weren't on staff with Willie Taggart. That's what I'm talking about. Then it about. was at Franklin. Where did you have? Okay, we'll have to, we'll have to decide this later. Anyways, it was yeah. okay. I'll send the picture. I'm confused, yeah, yeah, I'm very confused now, too. But, anyways, basically. It's a lot, man. When you're working that much and it's like you don't get to see your friends very much, you miss out on a lot. And, and I mean, Bryce is getting heated. So I'll just explain the rest of it was no. part of the problem was we literally hadn't seen him in like a month, two months. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, yeah, we hope you come out, basically. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of one of those things where it was like he comes back. We have other friends that are coming to the friend group and they haven't met each other. So it becomes a difficulty where you're, you miss out on life when you're working that much, man. It's, it's hard for sure. Actually, actually, I have been a second time. Not as bad, but there was one time where, again, fall camp, I finally get, like, a day off, like, a, like what is it, our break during the season. I come over, and that was the first time I met um, our favorite Patriots fan and fake fake friends from the Bay and, like, all these new people, I would say. And I, I meet, like, Chad and um, G's girlfriends for the first time. I'm like, yeah, nice to meet you guys. I don't know why, <laughs> <laughs> hey, life kind of disappears, but yeah, man. Um, I will say so. I did just to give some background. Um, there were a couple classes I did miss because I was like, dude, I just can't make it. But I my spring, so I was a senior, so it was 2019. Yeah, 2019 spring. I was like, yeah, I had class and it was like at one. And I was really pushing it because I'd get out at like 1230. And again, I had to drive over there. And a, and one big issue with Oregon is they don't have any parking whatsoever. That's not my birthday. That's someone else's. Um, 
I don't have any parking. <laughs> I remember that video though. And so I have to rush to class. And like, I had to talk to my professor. I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm late. I just have work. He's like, well, you should probably try to figure that out with work. And I'm like, yeah, they're not going to listen to me. So I was like, yep, that's a dropped. I'll see you later. I'll, I'll recover this over the summer. Cause that's just what you kind of got to do when I was working there, man. Cause and that's the thing too. It wasn't like they asked me to do that. It's just one of those things that I decided was in my best interest to not do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I did have to compromise school a little bit for that, but, and this is where like the internship thing comes in. Cause that's like, I was fortunate that I had to pay for anything or if I did, like I took out a loan at the end, but man, I can only imagine if I was not in a financially fortunate place where I would have had to work. I don't even think I would have been able to do it. I would have gotten an offer and been like, yeah, sorry guys. I got to work. Like can't where it sucked, but yeah, and see, as someone who didn't have to, like, sacrifice school to work, um, it's hard for me to, like, and as, like, a former scholarship chair, it's hard for me to, like, hear you guys being, like, oh, yeah, I miss school for this and that for the football team. And I'm, like, bro, they treated you guys like shit, like, low-key. Well, not even low-key, like, very high-key. But um, I would say, like, college has the potential to set you up extremely well for your life but you personally have to know like exactly what you want to do your school has to offer that opportunity and you have to set that as a high enough priority that if you give up academics for that other thing you know that you won't necessarily be putting yourself in a um, bad spot and like that's kind of where uh like where I'm going with my graduate degree right now is like as a school counselor, like I want to help people like find their true passion, right? So that way they can actually make a rational decision about like, okay, once I graduate high school, like my next step is this. Um, and I mean, like for you guys, you guys both want to be in the football industry in some way, shape or form. So I think that like, you know, skipping a class or two here or there, or like dropping a class to make it up in the summer, like that's fine because you guys know that like these connections that you've possibly made through the Oregon football team might have some weight further down the road. Right. Whereas like that one psychology class probably wouldn't have done a whole lot for you, you know? So that's kind of what I had to say about like sacrificing for. Yeah. It's all about, you know, work in school. Hey, economics, the study of economics, right. Study of scarce yeah. resources <laughs> in an environment where you have to make decisions. So. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll kind of end on this because Eddie's kind of giving me the look of wrapping things up. You know, to Joey's point about, you know, sacrifice and stuff like that, I think it's been frustrating for me. I, I, I get the notion that getting your bachelor's now is the equivalent of a high school degree. I feel like in the current, like, work economy, from what I, I personally, like, mm. I graduated in 2020, but I was applying for a lot of jobs uh, that winter, you know, and I, I went like one for 14 and like, it was just a look great degree, but like it, you're going to need a master's if you want to do anything in this field. Yeah. And it was just like, it was very like debilitating. Cause it's like, Oh cool. I, I've worked hard. Like I, you know, I can't, I'm finally coming out of this. Like I only owe so much money. Like this is doable. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, by the way, you need to go do a master's program. And unfortunately, in my situation, I got caught with some issues with COVID and stuff like that, in which ended up in a two-year program, which is now going to be two years and I'm six months. You know, just so I can get a job I think I want. You know what I mean? Like, I think we, I think a lot of us, we've seen our friends get jobs so far and they're like, ah, this is actually isn't what I really want to do. I'm going to do something else. Like, and I think you see that a lot with young people too. Cause it, what's the average, like the average person will have like eight different jobs before they find an actual career or something like that. But that's kind of my spiel. I think it's funny that you brought that up real quick, Bryce, that you either need like, Hey, you have a bachelor's. That's great. But like, Hey, you need a master's. It's just like, or Hey, you need a bachelor's and like seven years of experience in the field. And it's like, isn't the bachelor supposed to combat the years of experience in the field? Like, I thought that was the point of college. Dude, you gotta love you gotta love those memes where it's like, oh yeah, you need like 21 years of experience. You're like, bro, I was born 21 years ago. What you mean? 
Yeah, bro. Yeah. For that's sure. that's what I it feels thought, like. I'm like, dude, I worked all this shit just to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and then it was like, you mentioned football and stuff like that. I was like, when I was like, uh, t- I had one interview and I was trying to explain, I was like, yeah, I only, I worked like two years in this industry, but you have to understand, I was working 80 hours. I basically was working, I have like four plus years in this stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, we only see two. We need, we only look at people that have like six years of experience. I'm like, how is this an intern position with six years? <laughs> how of is this an intern? Like, yeah. <laughs> you barely pay in the first place. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's the college. Man, we're going to do a whole other episode. Well, yeah, it is, but it's kind of <laughs> part of this. Cause it's part of like, you work, you balance all that yeah. and you come out. And that's something that I've talked to a lot of people about too, where it's like the fortunate part about this, where we're at in our society is that a lot of people are getting degrees. A lot of people are getting educated more so than ever before. Our, our average IQ has increased in the last hundred years, right? Like we are doing a great job. Now there's still a lot of gaps. Don't get me wrong. All right. But I'm generally giving some credit here, but at the same time, because the supply has increased, then that means that like there's less demand, right? Cause you have to differentiate <laughs> yourself even more so now. And it's like, that does suck. That's the unfortunate side effect of the U S getting more educated is now you also have to be more specialized. And stuff. So that's, yeah, it does suck, but it, it is part of this conversation. Cause we, that was all of us, you know, Joey working to a help him in college and then B finer road and psychology, right? Bryce and I working to, I mean, we're working for money. Let me tell you, we were working to get a path post-college, right? For our path. So it's all part of, you know, the work-life balance and you kind of just, you just do it in the end somehow and, you know, you get through it. And so, yeah, you guys got any other final comments for college work-life? No, I mean, we could go on forever. But... Yeah, we have. <laughs> Probably definitely part two. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Joey, for coming on again. Um, Absolutely. This has been fellas. college work-life balance with a lot of, while we talked about it for like only half the episode, I feel like the other half really just showed how much of a struggle it was a lot of the time. So it, it is not easy. You know, I think for anyone that's older from previous generations looking at us uh, at this generation going, oh, you guys don't know how to work. Trust me, we do. We really do. It's just things are different nowadays. And we hope that you can begin to understand how much different things are nowadays, right? Um, where the median income has increased, but the median house or median rent has tripled and outpaced that income. So things like that, right? So hopefully you can understand that a little bit more. If you haven't already, once again, follow us on whatever platform you're listening to. Follow us on Instagram at the bums, B-U underscore M-S, and check out our website, strugglingbums.com. We will catch you next time.